We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Uh, I was going to do a sick fucking joke, but feeling kind of weird today. <laughs> this is episode number 24. Um, we're going to recap the national championship, uh, our NFL picks. We're going to talk uh, NFL championship weekend, um, UFC 246, and whatever else we talk about. It's... We're, I'm kind of having a rough go today. I'm feeling great uh, overall, but I'm a little sleep deprived. Uh, my voice is struggling. Um, I almost passed out before the first half. I, I think I almost yelled myself into a, like a coma. Um, so, but I'm gonna power through that. So if my voice sounds a little off, that would be why. Um, how, how are you feeling? You feeling all right? No, man, I feel weird. Why is that? I don't know. It's like. I thought I would be happier that that we won the national championship. Is there a reason that you feel like you're uh, a little down? I don't know. I think it's because, you know, usually at the end of LSU's uh, football season every year, everybody's always talking about next season. Next season we're going to be better. We're going to uh, get the quarterback right. Uh, defense is always good. And um, I don't know, it just seems like now – It'll never get better than what it was. Yeah, we, we had the best team of all time. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, that's that's definitely a fact. What we witnessed last night was the greatest college football team of all time led by the greatest college quarterback of all time. The numbers don't lie. Stats don't lie. The eye test doesn't lie. Anybody who says Ohio State would have played better, it, it, it the outcome would have been the same. It was a 17-point victory by the Tigers. It should have been – or not should have been, but it could have been 24 if we wanted it to be. Um, it was back and forth there for a little bit, but, I mean, we went down. You get that touchdown right before halftime uh, with, like, 10 seconds remaining, and we get the ball back. I mean, I know we went three and out to start the second half, but I just want to say, can we – highlight what the defense did that was the knock on LSU this whole year was the defense wasn't up to par wasn't what it's normally is living up to the standard Trevor Lawrence didn't have a passing touchdown in the game it's his first time in at what was it his career I think that he didn't have a passing touchdown yeah, it may have been in two seasons um Derek Stingley I think he was targeted six times. He gave up one catch for 12 yards as a true freshman in the biggest game of his life. Absolutely erased. Who was he on, Ross? Yeah. I mean, come on. He was guarding. Yeah. It, Anybody he guarded. Yeah, it didn't matter. It, it shut down his side of the field. Um, uh, Fulton gave up a couple plays in the beginning, but he got it back together and played a great game. The whole defense, I mean, you got to take your hat off to them. What they did on the biggest stage in New Orleans, I mean, Dabo was already setting it up with the excuses, oh, it might as well be a road game. We're play, we might as well play in Baton Rouge. I mean, get over it, dude. Get, Bama had to come see us in 2011, so it didn't matter for them. I mean, what are, you, what are your takeaways from this game? You got any? Um, yeah, so... I drank a little too much. <laughs> we all did. And I got sick, and that resulted in me having to uh, lay my head down on the table. <laughs> so during the first half, you know, um, watched the, the first quarter, probably most of it, and then I started feeling bad. So um, <laughs> I really started focusing. I said, all right, I'm going to get better for the second half, and I'm going to know what's going on. <laughs> and um, we we go down seventeen to seven. Clemson winning by ten points. And uh, next thing I know, every time I'm looking up, Jamar Chase is scoring a touchdown. Yep, yep. Best receiver in college football, two hundred and twenty-one receiving yards. I think he had two touchdowns. He dropped one too. 
could have had three for like over 250 yards. I mean, yeah, I was feeling pretty rough throughout this game. I wasn't um, as bad off as Nick was. I didn't ever have to like look away, but I can't help. But if, if I'm yelling, I can't help but yell as loud as I possibly can. So there was a, quite a few moments where I thought I might have a brain aneurysm because of the tension headache. Um, but I fought through it. I powered through it. Resiliency, that's what this team's all about. You survive in advance. Um, made it through the whole game. But it was looking questionable there. We had, I mean, there was a lot of people throwing up around us, I'm not going to lie. Guys and girls. Like, <laughs> it was it was getting ugly there for a second, but we did whatever it took for the Tigers, so. It was that damn proper 12. We took shots um, at the coin toss, and then we decided to do more uh, for the kickoff, so. Yeah, so Conor McGregor's back. Uh, we started this year off with the proper 12 whiskey, so I said we're going out with proper 12 whiskey. Uh, got a Tiger on the front. I mean, it's meant to be. Um and, yeah, that it's pretty mediocre whiskey, I got to say. So that's probably why we were all – I mean, I wasn't throwing up, don't get me wrong, but we had multiple people around us throwing up, guys and girls. Um, but that's what we do here in Louisiana. So you got a final score of 42-25. to 25. LSU put up over 600 yards of offense. Joe Burrow with over, over almost 500 passing yards, five touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. You've got the national championship winners in LSU. We told you get on it at 35 to 1. And here we are. We tried to tell everybody. If you listened, you're happy. If you didn't listen, I mean, you're thinking about what could have been. But, I mean, absolutely just ran through them. It didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. It wasn't. I, it was one of those like I was nervous in the beginning for a little bit, and then it just kind of once it once we settled in and got some field position, didn't get backed up inside the five. It was okay. Joe Burrow can do this on anybody. There's nobody that's going to stop him. It's it's not going to be about us on the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be can the defense step up, and they did just that. So, you got any more? Anything else you want to add before we move on? Yeah, I mean, look, um, most of the praise has gone to the offense this year, but in all of our big games, uh, the defense really uh, stepped up and played its best football when it needed to, and uh, the national championship was a prime example of that. Um, yeah, this got off to a slow start, but, I mean, I was a little sick, but I wasn't really worried <laughs> um, because I, I text somebody. I said, just wait till we get some decent field presentation a uh, decent field position, and, and we're going to be able to – the offense is going to uh, roll, and and that's what happened. Um, I did uh, – I thought their defense would play a little bit better for uh, a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but, but I did expect the offense to be too much. I mean, LSU's offense, I mean, you can argue what about the – if it's the greatest team of all time, but uh, hands down this is the most unstoppable offense that I've ever seen in um, any level of football – um, yeah, no, without a doubt. The amount of pressure that it puts on the opposing team to uh, keep up with that. I mean, you look at Clemson. They ran for 160 yards. They averaged 5.7 yards per rush, and they just couldn't. They couldn't make. They couldn't win doing that because of the amount of pressure yep. and uh, the big plays, uh, the 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 long drives from LSU. Uh, dominated time of possession, obviously dominated uh, the game in terms of yards, points. Uh, LSU's defense held Clemson to one for 11 on third down. Uh, and, and that was a lot of the talking points we had when we were looking at this game, and we decided um, that we were going to take LSU minus six this game. Uh, the spread closed at uh, four and a half points for LSU, so there was a lot of late money on Clemson. But – uh, at the end of the day, that offense, you, you'll probably never see uh, anything like that again. No, definitely not. And that's kind of why, I mean, yeah, I get what you're feeling. Like, it's kind of like, you kind of, it's... It's bittersweet because yeah. as good as this season's been, it's like, um, you know, they say all good things come to an end. And, yep. uh, of course, we wouldn't have wanted it to end any other way, but... It just seemed like at the end of previous years, there was more hope at the end of the year for for, it was just for what to, could be next year. Because at, yeah. 
the goal at LSU, the expectations that LSU fans hold for the football team is to win national championships. And we haven't been able to do that for the past 12 years. And uh, the days finally come again, and, and we, we forgot what it felt like to mm-hmm. win. And um, usually at the end of the past 12 years, we've been like, okay, next year we're going to be good. Hopefully the quarterback's good. And yep. um, that's what we were saying earlier in this year when we – recognized that the the offense was changing we told y'all burrow for heisman 80 to 1 odds and and we said uh lsu i think it was 33 to 1 something like that 35 is what i think we originally had it at um yeah i mean it's cool to sit back and see all the things you talked about actually come to fruition i mean we felt very good about it but i mean it's still long shots i mean look at the odds but to sit back and be like we told y'all i mean it feels good to See, I mean, it's been what twenty, going on almost twenty five weeks now. So, I mean, I, I, it seems like at the end of every football season, I, I don't know what I, I forget what I do when it's not football season. Yeah, I know. So I don't know what to do with myself, and you know, the NFL doesn't interest me as much as it used to. Um, I mean, no, yeah, this was the best college football season in a long, long time. I mean, and yeah, this was the, uh, you know, usually I follow close and I, I follow LSU the closest, but, um. I'm feeling good about next year because uh, obviously there's going to be a lot of returning players. We're going to know more about the teams. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Next year than, than we did this year, and I think that uh, – Oh, you're talking about betting-wise? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I, you look – I um, feel like we dove into it so much this year that next year it's like – I mean, you got Ellinger coming back at Texas. You got a lot of people coming back. We know all of the personnel around the schools now. Like, we know – I feel way more like I, I felt good coming in, but I feel very good about next year. I think next year it's going to be even better. I mean, we're both sitting at right around almost 60%. Um, yeah, so I wrapped up um, this week with a win with LSU, and you did as well. That brings my record to 67, 49, and 2. Uh, that's 57.76% correctness. And then you finished 79 uh, and 56 and one, and that's 58.52% correctness. So, I mean, that's damn good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's picking over a hundred. I picked over 130 games. I mean, yeah, you picked 135. I picked 116. Um, and then you look at my, I know you didn't separate your big easy bets, uh, to distinguish between uh, NFL and college, yeah. but I did. And uh, for college football, my Big Easy Bets record is 10 and 5. Mm-hmm. For my locks of the week, that's uh, 66.67%. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's where you make your money. That's where you lay it lay it down and, and you get and you get big uh, payouts. So. No, yeah, the profit this year. I mean, we both, Nick more than me, but we both profited a good bit this year. This was a definite winner of a year i mean the the amount of games we picked and i i granted there were some weeks we only picked a couple but we did pick every conference championship game and we picked every bowl game i don't know what our final bowl record was but the conference championship games i know i went what eight and two i think you went seven and three um the bowl games we definitely went positive i mean we didn't do this just on a whim. We had a we knew we knew what we were talking about going into this, and uh, I mean the records speak for itself. I mean that's a lot of games to pick from. So I mean, if you were riding with us, if you listen to every pick, you made some money. So, and if you listen to the locks, you made some money. That's what I said. We're only as good as our locks. So like Nick said, he's sitting at uh, two out of three, two out of every three. He's getting right on his big easy bets for college. Um, but yeah, so. I know we sound we sound kind of glum. It doesn't help that we're we're going on like five hours of sleep, if that. Um, but next year, there's no reason that we can't reload and go make a run for it next year. Miles Brennan, they, they, I mean, if you go by the Elite Eleven camps and all that, they say that Miles Brennan has better arm talent than Joe Burrow, so we can make all the throws. Uh, it's rumored that we locked up Joe Brady on a three year verbal commitment. Um, I don't know if that's official yet. But if so, the same system's going to be in place. You got a guy who can make all the throws. Uh, Clyde Edwards Elair is coming back. You got Jamar Chase coming back. You got Elias Ricks coming in at cornerback to go opposite of Stingley. I mean, this is the number one rated cornerback in the country. So you're going to have, if he's half as good as Stingley is, I mean, you're going to have the two best corners lining up on the same field. So 
I mean, guys, it, w there's no reason that we're not going to reload and we're going to make another run at it again. I I don't think this this season will never be duplicated. That's why I said all year you got to cherish the moment. You got to live in it. Uh, appreciate what you're watching because this doesn't happen very often, and this has never happened in the history of college football, 150 years. This is the best team of all time. It's not debatable. We beat the AP preseason number one, two, three, and four teams. Uh, I think it was seven or eight top ten victories, um, multiple of them coming on the road. I mean, there's just anybody who argues otherwise, just I, I don't, I, I can't help you. I can't help you. There's no reason to uh, even de debate it. Just appreciate what you got to see. So, I mean, I'm excited for next year. This this was the Cinderella story year. This was picture perfect. It doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, I'm ex I think LSU is going to be uh, competitive <coughs> next year as well. Um, you know, Miles Vernon's very capable. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they see um, how good Miles Vernon is. I will say we've got some good quarterback recruits Look, coming in. When, um, make no mistake, before Joe Burrow transferred, Miles Vernon was in line to start for uh, for LSU not last not this past year, but the year before that, Joe Burrow's first year at LSU. And um it was a close competition. Yeah. No, I know. And uh Joe Burrow won it because of uh leadership qualities, uh work ethic and 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 his uh knowledge of football. But make no mistake, Miles Brennan, very highly recruited quarterback out of uh Mississippi, chose LSU, um and even stuck with us through uh, the less miles firing and all that. Miles um, Brennan finished second in the Elite 11 camp. He was in the same class as uh, Tua Tagovailoa, who finished number one. So when you look at that, there's big hopes for LSU at quarterback. They finally got a quarterback room that's um, developing quarterbacks. Uh, so I think, I think that this year, you know, marks the beginning of what we will call as LSU fans uh, the beginning of a dynasty. LSU's defense is going to be good next year. They get a lot of young players, um, and, and our recruiting is, is, is at the top right now. So, I mean, when you look at it, I expect LSU to compete. Um, we'll probably preview a little bit more later uh, when it, later down yeah, the, the road. And um, – yeah, it's it. The SEC is always interesting. You know, I expect A and M to be a bit more competitive. They had an extremely tough schedule this past year. Kellamond uh, is coming back, and uh, he can only improve. Really. Yep. So, um, even though I'm not a big believer in Kellamond, Florida's good. Yeah, I think Florida will be good. Auburn. Um, Auburn. There's some question marks with losing those uh, linemen who are a big part of their defense. Question mark at quarterback, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, but Auburn's always in the mix, regardless of how good their quarterback is, or you know, they always got a scrappy team that can run the ball mm -hmm. and they play good defense. So they're always, um, it's always a good game between Auburn and Alabama and uh, uh, Auburn and LSU. So yep. But as of right now, the Tigers sit at the top of the food chain. Best team in the country, best team of all time. Go Tigers. So, like he said, LSU minus six. That's a winner. Big easy bets. Um, you got any more on LSU or you want to move on to these NFL games? Um, yeah, I'm, we can move on. Shout out to Skylar Mays for hitting a buzzer beater for LSU basketball, 3-0 and in conference play. Um, so yeah, we had the divisional round in the playoffs. Um, Minnesota Vikings went to play the Niners, uh, 49ers minus seven. We were both on them this game. The Vikings are frauds. They got one over on us. They got lucky again. Not lucky. We shot ourselves in the foot. Um, but just like the Minnesota miracle year, they went into Philly that year and got absolutely run out the building. 49ers. I mean, manhandled them. Uh, I think they had 10 points scored on offense. So 49ers minus seven, that's a winner. Um, the Chiefs and Texans game, this game was crazy. Um, the Texans go up, what, 24 to nothing? Yeah, something I was like, like that. So Nick was on the Texans plus 10. I was on the Chiefs minus 10. I couldn't believe it. But it was like it wasn't that their offense was being – 
like unstoppable by any means. They got a block punt return for a touchdown. They got a muff punt recovered inside the five yard line. So it, everything was going the Texans' way. But then I could, I mean, the Chiefs got smacked in the mouth, and they then they woke up uh, to the tune of what I believe was fifty-one to seven after that twenty-four points scored. Yeah, so I'm walking around, um, you know, doing championship uh, festivities in New Orleans. And, you know, every now and again, you pass by TV and you look at the score and I'll go, oh, Texans scored a score first. <laughs> That's good uh, for Texans plus 10. And then you walk them by again. You see they scored. They go up 14 to nothing. You walk them by a little bit later. They're up 24 to nothing. And um, you're saying, OK, Texans plus 10. That's I mean, you really think that uh, Yeah, you feel like it's good. I mean. If you're getting 10 points and you're up 24 at any point in the game, that means you're up 34 in a betting world. Yep. I mean, and they blew it. Not only did they blow it, they really blew it. Um, <laughs> they are the first team in uh, NFL history to uh, be up by tw- at least 20 points mm-hmm. in a playoff game and then go on to lose by 20 points. Uh, pretty bad ending uh, for the Texan <laughs> season, I must say. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, but good for my Chiefs minus ten bet. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't really give a shit who wins the Super Bowl at this point. It's the Saints or nobody. Um, but if I had to pick one, I'm pulling for the Chiefs. I guess. I, I, obviously, I love Tyron Matthew. Um, and Mah- I mean Mahomes is an animal, man. I I don't I don't want to see Rodgers win, and I think Rodgers is a bitch. Um. I obviously am not really pulling for the 49ers, but I uh, got some friends out in San Francisco who I told them I would. Um, so I guess I'm halfway going to show some support for them, but uh, not a big 49ers guy. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm on the Chiefs wagon there. But um, So let's talk about the Titans and the Ravens. This game was not how I expected it would go. I don't know what the final score was, but, I mean, the Titans plus 10-point underdogs, I mean, won by multiple scores uh, versus the Ravens, who I just want to go on record again and say that I've said multiple times this year that if Lamar Jackson finds himself down by 10 or more points in the playoff, two scores, he will not be able to get it done because he is not a good enough of a pocket-passing quarterback. He does not have the accuracy. I've said it all year. I don't root for the guy to fail, but it's just when you know, you know. I had this feeling all year. It's pretty apparent. And honestly, I didn't even know the stat, but I saw it the other day. Like I didn't know the stat when I was saying that, but I saw it. They've been down 10 or more points three times this year, and they've lost all three of those games. That offense is designed to run the ball with a lead. RPO with Lamar Jackson. If he has to play from behind, he is not a good enough passer to bring his team back. He had a terrible game. I had people, Shannon was trying to say he didn't think he had that bad of a game. Alec tried to say he didn't think he had that bad of a game. He like almost had 50% of his passes after throwing like 40, I mean, throwing like 50 times, two interceptions. I know one was a tip ball. The other one was a terrible throw and he fumbled and lost it. I mean, I know he had 365 passing yards, but when you're down big, you're obviously, you're going to be throwing the ball all over the field. Um, He's not there yet, and I don't I don't know that he'll get there. I know he'll probably win the MVP this year, and he probably deserves it, but Colin Kaepernick lit the league up, and then defense has figured him out. I mean, defense, D coordinators are smart. They're going to look at this game footage, and they're going to figure out what the Titans did right, and they're going to build on that. So if he can't develop as a pocket passer, it's going to be a short stint for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and that's why this game's so important. Uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson deserves to be the MVP this year. Um, he's had the best season out of anyone, in my opinion. But uh, that final game, you know, uh, puts a stain. You got to be worried if you're Ravens fans because if 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 you know football just a little bit, you know that uh, Lamar Jackson has to improve as a passer to. Um, continue to have success in the NFL. Yeah, if you think he's okay where he's at right now, you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know what you're looking at. He is not ready to go win a Super Bowl right now. He's um you know, they finished fourteen and two. They they lost to the Titans in the playoffs and the Titans really uh shut down Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson 
hasn't had good games in the playoffs is uh these past two seasons and um you know you don't want to really I don't want to make it to sound like we're knocking the guy but um we're just calling it how it is and uh yeah he's got to get better and and you wonder if defenses are going to be able to start to key on uh, on that uh zone read mm-hmm. and that outside zone I mean to me that their their offense is um a lot alike with um the 49ers offense. Yeah, exactly. With the outside zone, uh they 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 get to the outside with Lamar Jackson. He's got speed. The 49ers got speed at running back. Yeah, Tevin, um, Tevin Coleman, Bria. The play action for 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 San Francisco is very good. It's good for um for Baltimore as well. I mean, that's who people thought they probably were going to see. They thought they were going to get that uh, epic rematch for the Super Bowl. Uh Baltimore and San Francisco played where um Baltimore won on a, a field goal at the as time expired. Was that the that was the mud fest? Yeah. That you're talking about this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that slot. So I mean fest. a lot of people thought that was gonna be the rematch, but Lamar Jackson didn't rise to the occasion. The the Ravens lost and the Titans are looking sneaky. I know. The Titans, man. That that Chiefs game, that's why this Chiefs game is gonna give me uh some fits. I the Titans have a solid defense and they have the best running back in the league right now. I mean, stats don't lie. You gotta go by off of what he's done this year. He absolutely lit it up. Derrick Henry's been running like a monster. So the Chiefs do not defend the run very well. And their defensive tackle, Chris Jones, I believe is what his name is. We were talking about earlier. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. I'm I'm in a fog today. But uh Chris Jones, a starting defensive tackle, who's their best guy against the run, did not play last week. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on and see if he's in the lineup uh, when they play this coming weekend. Because if not, uh, Derrick Henry's a downhill runner. He's going to run it right down their throat, and that could give the Chiefs some trouble. If they get out to an early lead and can, and can control the clock, I mean, that's something, to, that's something to look at. So I don't know. That's a, a questionable one there. But... Titans plus 10 versus the Ravens. Shocked the world. Got a W. Um, winner for both of us. We were both on them plus 10. I was telling all the Titans fans um, as they were leaving uh, when we played them, when the Saints played them, uh, I was like, all right, yeah, good luck with Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Y'all aren't even going to make the playoffs. Just giving them a hard time, but not really thinking they were going to make the playoffs. And here we are. They're going to the FC Championship game, and we're sitting at home because we lost on Wild Card Weekend. So, uh, you get you get humbled sometimes, but yeah, I mean, we had uh, as a preseason uh, future pick for the um, the uh, over unders in terms of wins. Yep, we had the uh, Titans under eight wins. I will say though, it was because of Mariota. I yeah, well, you look at it, uh, after the first six, seven weeks, it was looking good for oh, under yeah, eight they wins. Were, they were on pace. And then Tannehill comes in and steals the show. Yeah, I, I, I made that pick um, on Mariota. I did not think Mariota was good, and obviously he got he got sent, uh, he got relegated to the bench, and here comes Ryan Tannehill to light it up for, like, what, 88 passing yards and a win. Yeah, so Alec <coughs> kind of looks like Marcus Mariota. Alec, yeah, <laughs> visually, <laughs> he really does. Cause uh, Mariota's been growing out that mustache and uh, that goatee on the bench. And uh, if you haven't seen Alec Barrero lately, he's doing the same thing. Some people think he looks like Greg the Go Auto guy. Yeah, I think that's why. Actually, you know, Greg the Go Auto guy's a clean shaven guy. <laughs> and um, somebody at a pool party once told Alec that he looked just like him. <laughs> and uh, ever since then, Alec's grown out of uh, grown out of. As big a beard as he can get to yeah, look I mean, as far it, it opposite looked, of Greg. Yeah, the he doesn't look like guy. Greg the go, go Auto guy anymore. <laughs> All right, last game uh, for the NFL, we had the Seahawks plus four and a half. Mm, it's a heartbreaker. They wind up losing by five. They have a missed field goal and a missed two-point conversion, which would have made it a three-point game. You hate to see it. Uh, the refs had influence on this game as there was a questionable spot um, that – Resulted in the yeah, Packers that, getting a first down. I mean, I thought he was clear. I thought Jimmy Graham was short. Yeah, they showed it from a different angle. There, it looked like that yellow line might not have been accurate. Um, but I mean, he was 
I mean, the ball's got to be here by his chest when his head hits. So, yeah, he more than likely was short. Uh, they gave him the hometown uh, spot. Yeah, this was the first time I ever seen an official come out and uh, after reviewing and say the uh, call on the field stands, and then he stopped saying what he was saying and went and looked back again yeah. and said, after looking at another angle, it stands again. It was the first time I ever seen that happen. Yeah. <laughs> The NFL, I mean, they're crazy. No, they got to get it together. They got to get Al Riveron out of there. They need to do something. Show the fans that you're trying to make a change in the right direction. Do something because the officials have had influence on far too many games this season. They found a way to screw the Saints and the Seattle Packer in the Seattle and uh, San Francisco game by not calling that pass interference to put them on the one yard line, which resulted in us having to play on wild card weekend. So even when they're not screwing us in our game, they're still screwing us. So, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's, that's how it goes. So, uh, three and one on the weekend in the NFL for me, two and two for Nick really should have been a clean sheet. Uh, if the Seahawks could have either a made a field goal or B got the two point conversion, but we'll take the three and one and Nick will take the two and two. That brings me to 48, 47 and four positive. Like I told you we would be, 41, 39, and 3 for Nick. Overall big easy bets record, 52, 48, and 2. We are in the green. I told you we'd be in the green. We have three games left, and we're going to keep it rolling. I mean, we're going to finish strong. Um, we're going to have a big episode come Super Bowl Sunday, a lot of prop bets to talk about. Um, there'll be a, It'll be a, a, a good episode for sure, so we're a couple weeks out from that. Um, but, yeah, so the NFL, I mean, hey, anything over 500 is a win. Anything over 500 is is a win. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. We had a great year in college, uh, but the, it's been a wacky year in the NFL. It really has. I mean, you can see by all the upsets just right in the playoffs. I mean, all the top teams are dropping like flies except the Niners and Packers. So, But that's making up for a, uh, a very interesting NFC championship game that I hope is surrounded by a lot of controversy. Um, but 52-48-2, that's very good. Uh, not very good, but it's very positive. So anybody out there who thinks they can do better, we got a microphone open for you. You can come on down. Um, so we're going to make picks for the conference championship games, and then we're going to talk a little UFC 246. It'll definitely be a shorter episode this uh, go-around because there's just not as much to talk about. Um, but that's all right because we got some of y'all out there who only listen to like 40, 30 to 40 minutes of the episode anyway. So now you can listen to the whole episode. All right, let's see here. What do we got? We've got you got the Titans and the Chiefs, Kansas City seven and a half point favorites. Um, I'm gonna let you go first on this one because I would really like to hear what you think. Because I have something in my head, but it might be crazy. Um, Titans, Chiefs. I will say so. The Packers and the Niners are it's a seven and a half point spread in favor of the Niners. I don't really get that. Well, these two teams played in Week 12, um, Packers and 49ers in San Francisco, and San Francisco really smacked them silly, beat them 37-8. So I'm sure that game has a little bit to do with it, but, yeah, I mean, I expect it to be closer. Yeah, I'm taking the – I can already tell you right now, I'm taking the Packers there with the points. Um, that half point over seven, I mean, they can lose by a touchdown, you still win your bet. It's in San Francisco, so the weather won't be near as much of a factor as if it were in Lambeau. Um, yeah, I'm going Packers there. I think that's too many points. Yeah, I mean, I think in all reality, I think both of these are too many points. I mean, this is the conference championship. The NFL is supposed to be the most competitive league in, in professional sports, and you got a nearly eight-point spreads for for um, the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, that Titans and Chiefs game scares me because I could see Tennessee going in and just shit in the bed. Kind of like the Cinderella story running out. Yeah, I could see them too. But So for this Titans-Chiefs game, to me, uh, obviously Derrick Henry's playing very well. Um, a, a thing that you want to look at is the weather. What What's the weather for, forecasted for um, Kansas City, Missouri? and Yeah, definitely. They get some snow up there. Yeah, no, it snowed last year, I think, for, for um if it if they it, played the Colts. If it turns into in the uh, playoffs last year. Oh, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember that. Um if it turns into non friendly passing 
environment or non-passing friendly environment, uh, hammer the Titans. You got to go. You got to roll with the workhorse, right? Yeah, I mean that's what I think. What I think is going to happen is that uh, this game. I think the Chiefs are probably going to win this game, but they're going to win it late in the fourth quarter. Um, probably with a field goal. Maybe they'll win by four, but yeah. Um, I think that this game's going to be kept close because um, they say, oh, how, how do you stop Patrick Mahomes? You don't stop him. The only way to uh, slow him down is to run the football and keep him on the sideline. Yep. And that's what the Titans are going to uh, try to do. Uh, Tannehill's been playing well. Uh, obviously, Derrick Henry's playing the best football of his career. And I expect the Titans to be able to run the ball well enough to keep this game close. And I think the point uh, total is going to be lower than uh, 52, so I'm going with the the Titans plus seven and a half and under 52 points. Honestly, I like I like both of those. I think I'm gonna ride with you on both. But um, I will say Chiefs sitting at 12 and four, they've covered the spread. Uh, they're 10 and five and one against the spread. It's pretty good. Um, Titans are nine and seven. They're nine seven and one against the spread. So. Yeah, I mean, it. Don't, my only worry is, is Tannehill going to get it done if Henry kind of gets shut down? Because if it turns into a passing game, obviously uh, it goes in favor of Patrick Mahomes. But, I mean, Derrick Henry's rushed for over 180 yards three straight games. So nobody's ever done that in the history of the league. You got to – I feel like, yeah, you kind of got to ride with the hot hand right now. You got to go with the workhorse. So – I'm with you on the Titans, and I'm with you on the under as well, under 52. Um, and then we're both on the Packers, plus 7.5, correct? Yeah, and the the over-under is 45. Uh, if, when you look back to week 12, it was 37-8, which is 45. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I expect the Packers to be able to do better on offense, um, and I do expect uh, both teams to be able to score in this one, I think you you know we're going to look at a little bit of a duel between uh, a Packers offense that is starting to get it rolling, uh, getting the ball to Devontae Adams, uh, Jimmy Graham, and uh, San Francisco's offense has been rolling all all year with the uh, the outside zone and the play action, the Kittle. I'm going with over 45 in this one, uh, and the Packers plus seven and a half. I think I'll roll with you on the over there too. Fuck it. I'll roll the dice. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. That's the NFL picks, I guess. Uh, Titans plus seven and a half with the under 52. And then you got Packers plus seven and a half going both both road dogs. And then what's the over-under for that one again? 45? Yeah. And going over there. Um, so there you go. Four picks. Uh, all the same. Riding it together. Um so that'll wrap up the NFL portion of the picks. Let's see if we can find some UFC 246. Did you press here. this button yet? No, I did not. <laughs> you want to go ahead and press that button? Here. I'll let you press it. Go ahead. There was a lot of that going on. Yeah, so I wanted to press that because when we were, you know, we set up the episode before we do it and... um. Uh, when when you played that first, I started thinking, could you imagine that little weirdo uh, tiger that they got <laughs> sucking Mike the Tiger's dick? <laughs> I mean, that's got to be weird, dude. Do, do tigers do oral sex? I don't know. I, I couldn't answer that It's got to be a dangerous sexual act for tigers to do uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb oral and say, sex acts. I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably not. He's probably a little bit too sharp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but their tiger looks fucked up. Their tiger looks like probably everybody walking around Bourbon Street right now. Like or like six o'clock this morning. You could go out and see a lot of people that look like their mascot. So something's wrong with him. I, I think they need to definitely rebrand the uh mascot there. Um but he looks like he's like like all strung out on methamphetamine, so Yeah, he definitely looks like he took four Adderalls and drank uh <laughs> I don't even know, man. He's on some shit. I can tell you that much. Yeah, not a good look. Um, all right, so let's look at this UFC 246 fight card. We have 
have a good amount of fights, but not very many, uh, not many, very many well-known ones. Um, so the first one I want to start with, they got Andre Feely versus Sadiq Yusuf. Sadiq Yusuf is that uh, Nigerian guy. I don't know if you remember him. I've watched quite a few of his fights, actually. He's pretty good. Um, I like him, at least. He's uh, 5'9", 145 pounds, going up against uh, Feely, who's 5'11", 145. But Feely does have a three-inch reach advantage. But I don't know. I like Yusuf. He's sitting at 10-1 in the featherweight division. He's making his way up. Starting to make some noise. He's uh, minus 139 on the money line. So that'll be my first pick of the night is uh, Sadiq. Then you got, I mean, do you know which ones you were picking? Um, You got Anthony Pettis and Diego Ferreira. Hmm. Old Pettis, man. I've gone with Pettis so many times and he's let me down. Brittle hands Pettis. What are you thinking there? So what what do you have for the odds? Uh, I got Pettis at plus 200, Ferreira minus 250. Yeah, that's what I have too. And uh, <coughs> I'm not going to p- pretend like I know much about this Diego Ferreira guy, but um, I do know Anthony Pettis comes a fight. Uh, he's a hard fighter. Yeah, you're getting good value there with the plus 200. Yeah, I think, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he upset him, but just because uh, Pettis is a r- well-rounded fighter, uh, he spent a little bit of time at 170. He's com- he's dropping back to 155 for this fight, so. Um, might get a little speed back, yeah, a little quickness. He might be, uh, yeah, get a little bit of quickness back. I mean, he at one time he was one of the most exciting fighters to watch in the UFC. Uh, still a very good fighter uh, coming off the loss to uh, Nate Diaz, right? Yep. That's his last fight. And um, obviously Nate Diaz isn't any slouch, so it's a hard guy to beat. But, um, yeah, I think Pettis could have a shot at upsetting him. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm rolling with Pettis there, 2 plus 200 on the money line. I mean, that's good value for a definite uh, winnable fight. Um, You've got... Jesus Christmas. You got Alexi Olenek, who is 57-13-1. My God, what, he's been fighting since he's five? Yeah, I saw that guy. I was like, damn, he's fought a lot. Versus Maurice Green, um, who is like, what is he, eight and four? My God. Uh, Green's got a definite weight advantage. Eight, 18 pounds heavier. Five inches taller. Uh, a half inch in reach, though, advantage. So clearly, uh, Olenek can scratch his knees standing upright. Um, I'm going to roll with the American there. Yeah, I'm going with Maurice Green. Other guy's Russian. Um, yeah, can't go with the Russian versus America. You ever seen the uh, Miracle on Ice? Um, U.S. hockey team upset Russia. Soviet Union. Yeah, I've seen the movie. Um, yeah, good movie. Come from behind victory. Very uh, huge underdog. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Maurice Green here just on the sheer fact that this guy's fought like 70 fights. And, uh, I mean, he's been fighting since he was like five years old apparently. So, got to be on his way out the door. Maurice Green's an up-and-comer. Um, all right, so we're both on Maurice Green there. You got... The the chick fight, Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington. Holly Holm minus one thirty nine favorite. <sighs> She's got an inch and a half reach advantage, one inch height advantage. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I don't like the the women fights. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't know uh, much about Raquel Pennington, but we know Holly Holm because she kicked Rousey right in the jaw. Yeah, kicked her right in the fucking head. So, yeah, I'm not going to pick this one because it would be a complete shot in the dark. I have, I know nothing about Raquel Pennington. And I'll have to go back and figure out my exact record, but I want to say I'm 12-2 and two picking UFC. I don't know if you remember your record. Um, No, I don't, but I, I could figure it out somehow. Pretty, yeah, so... um. <coughs> 
let's see what let's learn a little bit about Raquel Pennington. Mm-hmm. Um, fights with altitude MMA. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about her. I know because <laughs> it doesn't denote a fighting style for her. Obviously, Holly Holly Holmes a striker. Yeah, kickboxer. Um, Raquel Pennington. It doesn't tell you. I feel like this is one of those girls that, you know, in the interview she's going to look pretty confident and, like, say she has a chance to win, but um, I think Holly Holmes going to beat her. But just because Holly Holmes is one of the highest-level striking females in, in the sport. Um, Raquel Pennington's 10-8, and eight, so she can't be anything too good. And... um yeah, I mean, I think Holly Holmes going to get the win in this one. I mean, it's not bad money either. Yeah. Yeah, no, the odds aren't. I mean, minus 139, that, that's not too bad. Um, Yeah, I'm going to stay away from this one. But So you're on Holly Holm there. All right, well, that brings us to the main event of the night. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm extremely excited for this. Uh, the King is back. Conor McGregor is my favorite fighter of all time in the UFC. Um. He has a lot of people who hate on him, but for the most part, he talks a talk and walks a walk. Um, minus three thirty, so you got to risk a lot to uh, to 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 make some money with him. Um, but I think he's going to knock out Donald Cerrone in the first round. I'm calling it right now, first round knockout. He's coming back. He's setting up a fight with Jorge Masvidal, and then he's going to rematch with Khabib. Uh, he looks like a man on a mission. He's at one seventy. I mean, he looks just built. He he walks around at one seventy normally. And, I mean, so he's staying at welterweight. He looks big. He's going to have a powerful punch. Uh, I want to say Cerrone's got knocked out in both of his last two fights. Cerrone's another guy with a ton of fights under his belt, sitting at 36 and 13. Um, yeah, I mean. He is, so Donald Cerrone has the most wins in UFC history. Yeah. Um, he's got a ton of records. He's a, he's a hell of a fighter, Yeah, man. I mean, he's fought and he fights um, frequently. So he's fought for a long time, and he's fought frequently for a long time. Uh, McGregor's been out for a little while. Last fighting in uh, September 2000. Mm-hmm. What was it, 2018? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so he lost to Khabib. That was his last fight. Um, and, you know, uh, he was really disappointed that uh, the way that fight went, and uh, he felt like he gave too much credit to Khabib's grappling. And... Uh, to me, that that's a big thing, uh, getting off track a little bit. But when people fight Khabib, they they almost fight him timidly mm-hmm. because they're afraid. They're so afraid to get taken down. But um, you know, when when Khabib fights Ferguson, that's gonna be a good fight to me. No, oh, yeah, I like because Ferguson, Ferguson a lot. isn't gonna back down and fucking he's, play super defense. He's too stupid to be scared. You know, when you're getting taken down, you have to meet a takedown with force. And a lot of these fighters, you know, they're trying to fucking slip away from Khabib because they know once that he gets a hold of you, he's not letting go. Yeah. And um, now you got to hit it with force and you got to sprawl out. And a, a lot of fighters, you know, they try to, you know, pull a leg out or, or, or run away from a takedown when they fight Khabib. But anyway, with, with McGregor and Cerrone, Cerrone's a, a high-level striker, good kicks. Uh, McGregor's obviously one of the... Uh, Best knockout artist in, in UFC history. Uh, when this fight was first announced that it was going to be at 170 pounds, I was a little bit worried. Uh, Cerrone has looked good at 170 in the past. But um, and McGregor, his only fights coming at 170 were against Nate Diaz. But um, and in those previous Diaz fights, you know, McGregor looked... He got gassed. He was big, but he wasn't... He wasn't in as good a shape as he could have been, but His no. Now, right now, if you look at him, uh, videos of him training or pictures of him, no, nah, he's in phenomenal shape. M- McGregor's probably in the best shape of his career at 170, and um, yeah, I mean, I I think McGregor's gonna win this fight fairly easily, and uh, so do the betters in Vegas. Yeah, no, I I think he's a man on a mission. I, I really do. Um. I think it's going to be a first-round knockout. I think he's going to come out. He's going to look sharp. He's going to pack a heavy punch. I think he's going to be much better conditioned than he was in the Diaz fights because he knows what happened when he went up to 170 last time. 
Um, it was on much shorter notice that he was taking that fight as well. He's had a, a lot longer of a camp. So, yeah, I mean, nobody has proven that on the ground they can outstrike this guy. On the ground, I mean, I'm sorry, on the ground, on the feet. Nobody has proven that on the feet that they can outstrike Conor McGregor. You take him to the ground, that's his weakness. But standing up, there's nobody that can stand up and throw at this guy, not that we've seen yet. So we shall see come Saturday, but I'm taking uh, I'm taking the notorious Conor McGregor to win first-round knockout. I mean, I'm taking him to win, but I'm bold prediction, first-round knockout. Yeah, and I'm sure you could bet on that. I don't know what the what the odds are, but um, yeah, I know you you can probably bet on a sure. knockout and pick round. And, and yeah, I'm sure you can get some plus money on that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, you never know. Um, so that'll wrap up the UFC picks as well. Uh, we got our conference championship NFL picks. College football is done. We went over our records already. Very profitable year. Um, yeah, I mean, we're going to come back even better next year for college football too. I can promise you that you got anything else you want to say before we, uh, wrap it up. Yeah. Um, which one is it for what? For the, for this one. Oh, hold on. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. This, uh, go Tigers. Uh, yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's all you got to say. We'll do it one more time. Go Tigers. So. That'll wrap up episode number 24 of Big Easy Bets. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, at Big Easy Bets. We try to do another T-shirt giveaway. Nobody got the score correctly. Um, we're going to do something else eventually, I'm sure. So there'll be another opportunity to win a T-shirt. Uh, go follow us on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube. You can find us. Apple Podcasts is the one we're really pushing. You can go subscribe, give us a rating, uh, do all of that. We appreciate We appreciate everybody who's shown support along the way. Everybody who's active on Twitter, all of that, we really appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good one. Who that? We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. From the top. One, two.